Welcome to another episode of the Dave Stockbridge Podcast. Well, the sun is shining, the birds are singing. It's Dave from Real once again uh, here on the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Every week I am to bring you uh, real estate news, information, and advice that I hope helps make you and save you tens of thousands of dollars. And this week I'm talking about the South Australian state budget and its effect on your property. Uh, regardless of where you might be around the world, the reality is that government can affect your marketplace. If you're a real estate agent and you're not keeping up to date with everything that's going on in the marketplace, then the chances are you're costing your clients tens of thousands of dollars. If you're a potential home seller and you're not completely au fait uh, with what it is that the government's doing to either stimulate or perhaps they're withdrawing support from the property sector, then uh, you're not going to know how to position your offering in the context of your marketplace. So this week, our state government released their much anticipated budget. And the headlines are, there's record breaking debt. And it seems that uh, record debt It seems to be a phenomenon cultivated by Labor governments, that Conservative governments seem now reticent to reel in. And this is not an isolated case. We've seen this at the federal level here in Australia, where our national debt soared under the Labor Party, only to have ballooned even further under the coalition government. WA, on the other hand, appears to uh, be returning to a fiscally sustainable position after slumping terribly during the latter half of Premier Barnett's tenure, so reversing the trend and demonstrating that perhaps Labor governments can turn these fiscal ships around and that perhaps fiscal restraint is no longer the preserve of pragmatic centre-right conservatives. The Marshall government has failed to rein in debt and is doubling down on delivering much needed overdue infrastructure. So building capacity for South Australia's economies uh, into the future uh, for the next generation or so. Do voters actually care now um, how much interest they're paying on their community debt? Well, it seems not. They keep returning governments uh, regardless of what it seems that they spend. Certainly, the major parties are both willing to borrow big to boost construction and consumption. The argument over debt has now dissipated and the conversation seems to have moved on to how to best stimulate a stalling uh, construction sector and how to better build capacity for increased migration in the hope the net effect will be continued economic prosperity. Building capacity when we least can afford it is not without precedent. In the early years of the colony here in South Australia, Governor Gray was chastised for indebting the state to unsustainable levels and was stood down for his irresponsible and reckless spending on building the port, roads and railway the colony needed to secure its future. It is important to note that most historians now agree that without this injection of capital investment in vital infrastructure, the colony would most likely not have survived those early years. So it is important to note that 10 years after the GFC, the state government is still stimulating major sectors of the economy. This is not good news and speaks to an undercurrent of economic depression in important sectors of our economy. 
There are still hundreds of millions of dollars of public money going into propping up the construction industry through major projects, now 10 years after the global financial crisis. This type of investment is usually made in an economic lull in preparation for the next growth cycle, not at the top of the uh, cycle as economists suggest we are in right now. With the RBA reducing rates further and the federal and state governments in capacity building mode, it seems looks and smells much like a recession. And in fact, as I discussed last week, we are currently in a per capita recession right now. So how does all of this affect property prices? Infrastructure can make a massive difference to your lifestyle. When new roads open up and better infrastructure is established, the effect is tangible. It doesn't matter if it's being close to an expressway or having super fast internet or being able to cook with gas. There is no doubt infrastructure makes a huge difference to livability. Similarly, if you have high voltage power lines near your boundary or a huge easement over your land for drainage purposes, these can less uh, these can negatively affect the value of your property. Infra infrastructure spending is a good long-term investment. I applaud any government creating capacity for our economy and delivering the updates and advancements of that our infrastructure deeply needs. Better roads, better telecoms, better water and waste management are all things that thoughtful and considered infrastructure can deliver and serves us all well. The Marshall government appears to be playing the long game here and doesn't want to hack away at public services in an attempt to make up for the GST shortfall, and nor are they keen to shelve their aspirations for better infrastructure. For as long as interest rates are low, they can borrow plenty of money with their excellent credit credit rating on at the lowest interest rate levels on record. In all, I feel the state budget will not have a negative effect, although any positive effect may be a slow burn that seeps into the economy over the decades to come rather than stimulate our economy and spark a, a new growth cycle. More future-proofing and sta stabilising than revolutionary, this is in fact the moderate, conservative and fair budget the Liberals promised in opposition. Right now, in our market, Pricing remains static, but offers are occurring more frequently. These offers are not always exactly what the vendor wants, but the offers are certainly occurring with greater frequency than just a month or so ago, demonstrating that there is a strong level of activity sitting just below the surface of value, placing pressure on those buyers that are seeking to transact now. This has been an excellent start to winter with buyer numbers at opens swelling at a time of year when the market traditionally slows down. Home sellers are enjoying a market that's experiencing a bit of a second wind and home buyers need to ensure they are making the most of the opportunities that are out there and can perhaps be a little less picky than they could have been just a few months ago. The next few months will be very interesting. Will this post-election market continue to surge? It's hard to tell, but the state government's recent budget will have, I think, a largely neutral effect in the short term, but perhaps a positive effect 
in the years to come. I'm Dave from Real. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast this week and I look forward to joining you next time. Thanks for tuning in again to this episode of the Dave Sovereign Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook or subscribe to us on iTunes and we look forward to bringing you more next week.